just spraying yeah. down my dusty mic is I was wondering like what that was. scratching noises or something. <laughs> it's been a while since we podcasted, so I have to air dust my microphone because that's what happens. It's been sitting in a corner for a while. Get all the gunk out. Podcasting yeah, wow. gunk. Exactly. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since the last episode. Um, it has been. A lot has happened. Uh, haven't watched as many movies, but this has been a thing in the works uh, for a while now. Uh, ever since we did Toy Story 1, this has been in the works. Yeah. So it's about damn time, America, um, yeah. that we're there. I think this was like we did this. We did Toy Story 1 two episodes ago, but that seems like it was a while ago. Two months yeah. ago or something, though. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We were joined by, by Jake again for this. Hello. Who I think Jake was the inspiration to, to do the toy story series no way is that right luke is it really uh i, I thought you no, said that you... not not really jake happened to wa- <laughs> i was thinking about it but jake happened to watch them before i wa- watched them you know what i mean like, oh, okay, i wanted to rewatch yeah. them but jake what beat me to it God. it's hard to take full responsibility for the popularity of toy story and pixar in general <laughs> i feel like everyone just has to have a dose of pixar at least once a year I, oh, yeah. I, was, I was feeling it, so glad to be back. Well, and I especially like I especially re- wanted to rewatch this film, um, mm-hmm. honestly, um, because always like as as we'll get to, this is like probably one of my all time favorite movies after rewatch. Like something that you know I definitely left left out of you know uh, my top ten just out of the idea of it being in one, a movie from when I was a kid that I watched a lot. So not valuing it as much for that, but uh, it definitely holds up um, just as much as an adult. And I, I have, you know, that nostalgia and growth, the grown appreciation for it from, you know, just being so much older. So uh, this couldn't be uh, better timing, you know, I, cause I have a lot to say about toy story too, for sure. Yeah. This is for sure one of my earliest like theater memories, like oh, seeing this in the theater. Yeah, and, and here's something about that, and the end credits. You know, when they're doing the the outtakes, which I think are some of the best, greatest outtakes Amazing. in movies. Yeah. It ends with Barbie, like you know, announcing to the audience, like, "All right, is everyone gone now? Bye bye now. Watch your kit to throw out your candy." Like this was the time. <laughs> where this movie was made where going to the theater was the mainstream thing to do like when you're making a movie it's yeah it's, it was it's meant to be seen in the theater even a movie about like you know a, a movie about toys like a child's movie you know it's it's a mainstream big screen experience that you know everyone everyone shared yeah for sure totally you know what's really ironic about that is that toy story 2 was so over budgeted and it took so long to make that it was supposed to be direct to video, which is just like in the context of wow. where Pixar is now, it's like that's insane because it yeah. made a shit ton of money. And the third one is like one of the highest grossing movies ever for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. The, that, the cloud, Toy Story cloud finally Pixar. caught up to it then. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, it was like a big risk movie. It was. The first one was like a 
kind of a Hail Mary pass. And the second one, they're like, really? Like a continuation of this shit? But just, I think, still the best top five Pixar movies they've ever yeah. produced. They took like the the basics of like Toy Story and just took it to another level in this. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much deeper and yeah i i almost yeah it almost like hit me more as an adult seeing it yeah it's really we talked about this about the first one too but these are really like adult like uh mm-hmm. stories yes yeah. they just happen to be with toys <laughs> yeah and and we also talked about how the first one like how great the pacing is. And I don't know if I actually mentioned this about the first one, but the characters in the first one feel very organic and like lived in, but because it's done that well in the first one, it allows the second one to feel like you've known everyone for, you know, forever. Like you've never not known who these people are, especially in the beginning, just as they, each character uh, drops all their lines and shit, you know, and jokes and has all Mm. their quotes um like for for instance it's just so hilarious and organic when um buzz says hot schmoes because we all know like from you know spending time with him in the first movie you know that he doesn't he still doesn't isn't really fully know all of his reality yet um s'mores a, buzz. yeah they're called a- s'mores <laughs> buzz <laughs> that was something as a kid like just his inability to be like the rest of the toys that was something that like you could easily grasp onto it was like all the bits where he's trying to learn how to be a toy it's like so clean and so perfectly done and like i just like you mentioned i just rewatched the whole franchise and weirdly like if you see buzz's growth as a character like through two three and four like he doesn't grow anymore but each movie has like a really funny bit and gimmick to the kind of utilize yeah. buzz with you know calling back to the first yeah like they're all like playing off his ignorance as a toy like even in the fourth one he's still like figuring out like how do i function as a space ranger toy in this world and it's so it's inspiring at the same time but it's also super goofy and i think they find they toe the line yeah. just so well especially in the second one that's where it's done the best where he's kind of like leading the all the the gang like Rex and all of them and he's and he's doing he just he's trying to like stay true to his roots but also trying to get come to grips with the reality so yeah he's like come to terms with the fact that he's a toy but he's still like uh <laughs> he's like an action movie star still oh like, yeah yeah he like buzz has some moves in this movie <laughs> yeah. like the the way he he jumps onto the uh the gutter and slides out down the house after Woody when Al takes him is that's some as a kid I even like I was so like cool. I should I should try to do that you know what so I mean cool. like yeah. that inspired me in that way and the and <laughs> his the when he chases um them out of Al's toy barn and like flies on that you know I love uh, that that, yeah. that that glider that's like toy glider that's like hanging in the in the air yeah mm-hmm. it provides just for great like um like action in this movie and just the the way it's the film is incredibly cut together i just i get so much joy off of watching buzz jump around and you know the world and run around the Mm -hmm. uh you know the the luggage conveyor belt by the airport you know Mm -hmm. when when they track behind buzz and he has you know in that uh in the luggage final scene and he has that tag on his 
on his back and it's like dun 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 that gets so killer goosebumps for sure when we jump into the buzz video game um that Great we start, eventually yeah. find out that rex is playing and so this today is may the fourth uh it's uh the fourth may the fourth may the fourth be with you everybody oh, yeah. <laughs> um it's may the fourth um and i find i just found there were a couple star warsy moments in toy story 2 um one being an obvious moment with zerg later and the other this just this beginning part like for instance, the way the uh, logos jump out you in this at you in this video game, um, even though you're not in space the rest of the movie, it really just t- it's just like an epic way uh, to begin the film. As then we watch Buzz, you know, fly down to Zerg's lair planet. I don't know, which goes back yeah. to just the idea of uh, seeing Buzz as this like always as this hero, even though he's a toy. You know what I mean? Because like. Mm-hmm while there's action scenes in the real world with Buzz later, now we are in like the fantasy toy, you know, um, famous Buzz version. Um, yeah. Almost. You could almost say the fake version of Buzz uh, yeah. in this, uh, at, in this video game world that Rex is probably, you know, Mitch, Pre- <laughs> Mitch <laughs> Preston in. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like an expansive universe already of the Toy Story franchise. Like, I think they built a whole TV show off of that, kind of like that intro, like that style of intro. Like, they built a yeah, whole... Yeah, yeah. I we remember when I... as kids, yeah. I wanted nothing but that when I was a kid. I was like, all right, let's just stay here in Buzz's, you know, missions. It's so well him. done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had a Buzz video game as a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. it inspired the way I would play with my toys and buzz. I had a buzz toy. It inspired the way I played yeah, with him. I'm pretty sure I ended up getting the Zerg toy with where he had the ion right. blaster. Um, we had the video game for Game Boy that was yeah, a it lot just, like that intro. Just off of like this one moment, you know? Yeah, yeah just like a teaser, really. Like a short, short film before the actual movie. And it sets up then that great recurring bit throughout the whole thing pretty much of you know rex trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to defeat zerg and then yeah zerg yeah. ultimately you know becoming a, an actual villain towards the end yeah like like later when uh uh zerg comes up on the elevator the big reveal and the um the, the belt the fate the belt buzz who's still thinks he's a toy starts to face him off but rex is kind of looking at zerg behind him over the shoulder like through a lens like like you know he's still in the video game and he's like watch out he's got an ion blaster <laughs> it's so great <laughs> yeah a lot of great moments with uh with rex in this one too oh yeah for sure and, and just in general as in the ensemble with the ensemble there were so much there's so many moments where i just laughed my ass off like i think this movie's hilarious yeah in, in like a very smart way i yeah, love the Mr. Potato Head and his new spouse, voiced yeah. by yeah. Santa's mother. Yeah, She's such a great voice performance yeah. too. There's yeah. so many great voice performances in these movies, and like mm-hmm. their their dynamic and sort of him. In the first movie, he's sort of like the alpha toy next to yeah. Woody. This he's like, oh, he has a wife, and now like, he has like a weakness. Yeah. It shows him immediately like That's find such... something for her, you know? Yeah, um, it's such he's smart. like. I, what he says did you find my hat or something it's like 
no, the missus, I don't know, something. He, he, he Like, under the bed. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then she's, like, helping him, like, pack, too. Yeah, he's great, got your your angry the, eyes. The blooper, the blooper for that too is hysterical. It's like so yeah. cheese puffs. <laughs> a key, not sure what it's for, but you never yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh yeah, once we, we find out it's a uh video game they're playing, then uh I guess it's they're setting up that Andy's Andy's gone. He's, he's not really going away to cowboy be. camp. Um, but yeah, Woody's going. He's got to find his hat. Camp. Classic um, cowboy camp. Yeah, and then, we all went, we all went to cowboy camp. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then there's a point where he Andy realizes, um, like, there's a lot of like, oh, the gang's back, and there's a bunch of jokes, blah blah blah. And then Andy realizes he has like, I, oh, five minutes, and he sets up like a whole play playtime situation with like oh, ranks yeah. of army men and stuff the most elaborate setup anyone's ever done in five minutes yeah <laughs> like an entire town he ensembles together yeah and that like dolly like like pan across this toy setup like that that image like stuck in my head as a kid you know where i would it it inspired later play sessions with my toys i'm like i gotta do it the way andy does it you know like andy (laughs) does it right andy's the goat of toy playing yeah he's like an auteur of toys (laughs) he's the auteur of toy story like yeah some millennials say it's the girl in the third one but i say it's andy (laughs) no She's got nothing on Andy. Whatever the third, whatever, what's her name in the third movie? Bonnie. Bonnie, see? Bonnie. I don't know who Bonnie Bonnie is. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) You heard it here. You heard it there. (laughs) You heard it here first. Someone's got to say it. Tweet it, Bonnie. (laughs) We're all thinking it, yeah. (laughs) Do you guys notice from, you guys recently watched one, just how much better the animation is? from the jump uh, from one yes. to two yes, it I is did. absolutely yes, insane how much because one has like some some moments don't hold up as well like they still they're still passable but two is like i think technically flawless on an animation standpoint yeah and plus the, the amount of different locations yeah and the budget's um, variety yeah it's mm-hmm. it's you go to a, like a an urban district you go into an airport al's mm-hmm. like creepy apartment the toy barn, the mm-hmm. the airport thing, yeah, this is staggering. The just first like one, the first one was like three locations. It was like that courtyard, yeah. like the two houses, Pizza Planet, and like the road. Yeah, at the end. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's crazy. And even we'll get to this, but like the the scene where uh, the the old guy's repairing Woody. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, that That's looks art. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that scene's all that scene is all about attention to detail, mm-hmm. and so it it has it to is. like the animation needs to in order for that to come out, especially the way it does. Like because that scene sticks in everyone's mind, it has to be just keen detail. Like in order to just feel that anxiety when he's sewing his arm back, you know, he's like um, a little shaky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like an all-time like animated moment. And there are multiple, I think there's multiple probably in this movie um, yeah. alone. And that's one of them. And this movie's like an hour and 30 minutes in it, but yet it yeah. has so much impact and so much uh, comedy and joy all in one. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I guess back, 
back to the plot. Um, he Andy plays with his toys, right? and then he rips. That's when the rip that's comes, right. yeah. and mm-hmm. Woody's on top of the shelf, and it's a big shocker, and it gets us to where the uh, it, like just the conflict in this movie for me is already stronger than the first movie, which I think is a perfect movie. But I just think the internal like conflict for Woody in this movie is so strong, and it's just all starts with uh, him ripping his arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that whole notion, like kind of the existential, yeah, what being a toy is, like yep. for its movie, that's pretty damn ballsy, and yeah, damn, they pull it off almost as well as some of the best like character studies, dare I say, like of all time. Mm-hmm. And I might just be biased because the movie's so nostalgic, but sort of that journey, the emotional journey he goes on, and we'll talk about the scene with Jesse and how that kind of plays into his decision making it's like the theme of like abandonment in this movie is so relatable it's just you feel it's like in your soul as you watch this movie and it's yeah it's so deeply effective and it perfectly sets up like that existentialism with uh with wheezy oh yeah oh yeah yeah he's setting up woody's arc pretty much wheezy is legit like an old like man with like dying of cancer or something he's like junior soprano in the sopranos <laughs> you yeah. know he's just he should have voiced just... wheezy <laughs> <laughs> i'm an old toy on the shelf junior <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah he's, and that's that point wheezy's like what's the point of prolonging the inevitable <laughs> and the and the poor guy basically has toy cancer because like it basically <laughs> makes the point like the dust egg ag- my condition yeah. you know like they yeah. call it's it like a condition and everything yeah it's cough it's yeah nuts. <laughs> like this uh this movie is is genuinely like very depressing at, at points too <laughs> it be it equally is. hilarious and also uh right. depressing. Yet, like, this is making but yet me think it's about also life. a movie that sells like all these video you know video games it's super commercial sells toys you know what i mean yeah. so it has all this meaningful emotional aspects that last forever but yet it was it's as huge as like a star wars movie coming out i think it started the trend of pixar movies becoming just super existential for kids to sort of ponder like their existence even though they don't always sort of grab onto that but like if you see like up and and uh, uh soul the one that recently came out like they're they've kind of played I mean, off the toy stories too <laughs> not to that level but like this is the first pixar yeah. movie to really to feel as authentic as, as is, it is, is soul an writing. existential movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean they they get it they like do it even they're like soul is like let's do it as direct as we can yeah it's not very subtle um, yeah that's true even in inside the way out, and I think John and I, John, in an episode, we were talking about how Soul was on the nose and that being like a coral of ours, but also liking it. It is, yeah. And one of the core reasons why it's a coral, like Soul is a movie that should exist, and I'm so happy it does. But, it's beautiful. Yeah. But one of the reasons why I have this coral is because Pixar used to do it like this in Toy Story 2 and cover topics like this on a, in a much better, stronger way. Um, and then soul, like just being like, all right, let's go to where all the souls are. 
That's There's very your soul. That's a good point. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You're that's dead like right now. There's your Toy soul. What do you think? How do you feel about it? Better that? than Toy Story 2 did it better than all of them to really come. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Much. Toy Story, Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 1 and Finding Nemo and all that. Sh- it's just, and the, well, yeah, and the Incredibles. The Incredibles and, is very emotionally like engaging in that way too. Sort yeah. of that 50s picket fence sort of theme that's going on there yep mm-hmm. but yeah i yeah. agree about soul it's just like they, it started a trend maybe for the worst because they're all like we got to make it so like a, depressing and sort of crushed hearts yeah. crushing like up you know yeah yeah it's all know. gotta be like uh it's all like get getting those tear jerker scenes yeah. um yeah, totally. but nobody but like as we'll get to later some like some you just can't beat how some of these movies do the tearjerker scene in an actual organic way that is yeah. not only super accessible to every person. Um, so, anyways, Wheezy <laughs> says we're all we're all just one one break away from here to there, and the camera just pans to the gar- to the yard sale, and Woody's like yard sale and of course everyone freaks out and really jumps around (laughs) they're all um confused what's going on uh andy's mom comes up and brings wheezy down to the yard sale and woody being the guy that he is goes to save him and then that's where we meet al um it's actually the the first time we meet al um played greatly by the king of the 90s wayne knight wayne knight being yeah. in this jurassic park and seinfeld <laughs> i was thinking about this earlier when i was a kid i was just terrified of everything wayne knight did because in jurassic park he's a scumbum and this movie he's a scumbum and then seinfeld he's like as a kid you're like holy shit this dude is just creepy and weird so for so long i was terrified of wayne knight mostly prompted yeah. by this movie because he's fuck he's pretty I wouldn't say terrifying, but he's sleazy, and you don't yeah, like he, him at all. Oh yeah, he's sucks. he's not yeah. he's not meant to be like a good representation of humanity. That's for sure. <laughs> Capitalist um, pig, <laughs> Kara. That's what. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, right and away, we, I mean, he he. The first time he we see him is on an ad. Woody. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see him on an ad. That's right. I the first time we see him on an so ad, funny. and uh, buck, the, buck, box. the pig, the pig's thing, like, yeah. I know there, there's something I don't like about that chicken ham. He's like, and then Larry's like, I knew there was something I didn't mm. like about that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and his and his commercials are like, you know, meant to be like satirical, yeah. like scum of the earth, like local um, business commercial sort of thing. Yeah, car, used um, car salesman. Yeah. Right, yeah. Exactly. Toys, yeah. yeah. Um something that's for kit, you know, and toys are so um romanticized in this movie too. But Al is someone who is the big, you know, as big of a you know, the the big capitalist of toys in this movie where it's all <laughs> about the so it's through Al we get to see the ugly side of uh toys. Toys are um, like crypto, else... cryptocurrency or something. Just yeah. In the, in the world of Toy Story, they're worth so much money, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Did he say um, like Woody's worth like six figures? He kept. I don't remember what they said exactly, but it said like some um, ridiculous. Said yeah. like I said another zero to the equation, and I think it was like <laughs> oh, like two hundred <laughs> grand or something crazy. That's. Yeah. 
I don't blame him for wanting to sell Woody at that point. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Then and right away, yeah, you're just you're you see his sleaziness by not only just trying to like convince Andy's mom to just let him have it, but then uh, just tossing the the rolling the skateboard over. Yep. Yeah. Straight up stealing him. Uh, yeah. He's he's there's the, there's the no uh, Woody. Yeah. There's this move as a kid made me so mad. And it like was what kept me in the rest of the movie. I was like, all right, here we go now. I'm sticking with this till they save Woody. God damn it. <laughs> Take this son of a bitch down. Yeah. 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 And then uh yeah, that that scene even even now watching, I just watched it today, when mm-hmm. when Woody is pushing Wheezy up into the dog's collar and he's slipping and it's so yeah, it's so yeah. tense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still uh <laughs> For some reason i was i was really really anxious uh at that moment but uh yeah, yeah. like and then said, it leads yeah. to uh oh, go ahead that was gonna say yeah just like the the action sequences are so well staged for like an animated movie like it's so it's so fluid and staged well to like because they kind of the first one was like a good benchmark to like okay here's how we we make everything flow well and seem like a, a real movie like you, Luke was like talking about like the camera pans like it feels like th- it's shot like on location in a weird way exactly and that also um, goes well to um like I, I'll bring up the outtakes again it shows that the filmmaker yeah, the, the, crea- <laughs> the creators yeah. here have like real they're thinking about this in a very film sense yeah um mm-hmm. like the the way they um talk during the outtakes too they're making jokes about like being on set it's so um, yeah um They're films yeah this is a it's a film yeah exactly uh, so then al gets we get to al's apartment um no children allowed <laughs> oh yeah it does that's it so does creepy that. dude that's yeah. really all that's really all we need to know mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to, i was gonna say about that but yeah that's what <laughs> that's all you need to know we see that sign and uh but also that, like, as we're going to just talk about this being having like uh, photo- photographically the way the angles are, it feels just just so cinematic. Like as we watch Al just like walk from his car into his apartment, mm-hmm. you know, and it follows like, a like low angle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that like I just watching him. Uh, you're kind of like seeing Woody peek out between the bag and then Al's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, giant legs, bob, you know, pa- pacing back and forth. Um, that's just you know and and as a kid you yeah his gut and as a kid you're just terror you're just terrified in that moment and and so like just having like images like that uh really stick in your head so yeah and then we cut back to the gang and they're like holding the big investigation scene um and rex comes up it's like how do you spell fbi or something like that <laughs> and, and buzz is doing like his own like uh he's trying Decoding. to like de- decode the license plate which as a kid oh yeah I, I was so cool i was like what is buzz doing over there what is he figuring it out and it was one of those big mystery moments as a kid where you figure out like what that it really spells al's toy bar and that you're like oh my god yeah that's one of my one of my favorite things about these movies is just like the creative ways they use the toys. The toys, yeah. Yeah, like like Buzz is using that to decode if, the license plate. Yeah, they it use feels the like a sketch. high-powered computer. 
like yeah. in that moment, yeah. you know? They use the etch a sketch then to like uh draw to like, him, yeah. do a sketch of what he looks like and then do like a map when they're trying to, to yeah. find out. Yeah. Just the creative ways they actually use the toys for what they're mm-hmm. meant for. Right. But it's yeah. like uh, yeah. Mr. Potato's eye and stuff like yeah. to store and then they store stuff in his ass like that's that's so funny because <laughs> as a kid you have your mr potato head and you would do the same thing you just put it throw a bunch of shit like it's like there's like wish fulfillment in this movie as a kid like this stuff that like you said they do with the toys like it's so cool it's so mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. yeah yeah just so just so like smartly done to to utilize what they what they have yeah um, um so then they decide to go after woody but i think before that like woody meets uh the roundup gang in al's yes. apartment um he gets yes. picked up by bullseye like and just he starts running him around the ro- room and uh we get some great tom hanks voice acting as he just yells he's like stop my <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking and, so good in this movie by the way oh yeah oh yeah. incredible probably maybe maybe my favorite tom hanks performance i don't know seriously um yeah yeah and then and then we meet joan cusack kind of an upside upside down angle of uh because she puts her head on the ground yeah yeah it's a great it's a great entrance to this character oh my god the energy and joan cusack's voice as jesse is just um you know she belongs as part of the game like she's on the level of you know tim allen and tom hanks as their characters right you know? away like she fits in like immediately like she has a place she has an energy that just fits in so well with the the just how this these movies function and that's why she's she stayed and just the design of her is like so similar to woody but she's so different from woody like as a character it's she's it's really yeah it's like they're never like a love interest either throughout the franchise like in what you'd expect they're like a brother brother sister type love mm-hmm. throughout and she's a great character and of course kelsey Grammer, dude she he fucking kills it too as uh stinky pete stinky yeah pete so that so then she she's like freaking out she's like oh my god it's really you and she's like the prospector he'll want to meet, meet you she's like she's like jesus christ the prospector he'll want to meet you because we later find out that these characters she says jesus christ <laughs> i don't think she says that she she's says like some she says, or something yeah. she says yeah. some western thing something a cowgirl would say um but we later find out that these characters have been storage forever so this is like a you know it would explain just how why she's so crazy in that scene <laughs> they're disenfranchised yeah. toys and so. over the top why they're <laughs> desperate to to finally like get woody yeah because yeah. it's like their salvation yeah and uh, doesn't the prospector say when she introduces him and goes oh like <laughs> he's like the prodigal son has returned or it's, something like that he's like jesus yeah. christ he's like, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and what do you like easter morning yeah what he says something like hey hey i'm going to andy's house or something like that <laughs> and then you have the great moment of woody discovering who he is oh, in a way yes that He's is another moment across yes yes all the Woody that, memorabilia yeah another like jake says that this movie is very relatable because it's like it's like choose it's like choosing it's not just about uh, lasting. It's about fame and feeling valued. 
having um, worth, yeah. Having worth when you feel versus like feeling uh, that your time with your child who makes you feel special has an end date. Um, mm-hmm. And I like, I think all those, all of this with Woody is his temp, like about the show and everything is just like, it's a real big temptation for him. It's really a lot about temptation as he walks around. He's like, is that, is that a yo-yo? Is that my head <laughs> with a yo-yo on it? He's like, oh, it blows bubbles. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. blows bubbles. He's like, wouldn't the guys, what if the guys could see this? And it all, this all just like hits him at once. And, and then all of a sudden they just flip on the show and he, you know, his, you can just see how mind blown he is through this whole process. Um, mm-hmm. And, but, and that it is bringing him some sort of joy and kind of filling that hole um, that he hasn't acknowledged yet um, about being put on the shelf uh, with Andy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It gets into uh, where, like, where do you, where do I belong type thing. Like, he, in a way, is like f- just finding out that he was adopted or something. Like, he has yeah. his adopted family, which is. Yeah, there's a whole other world. And then he's yeah. like, oh, this is like my family in a way. So. Yeah, that's that's Deep. just getting even deeper and deeper uh, yes. into like the existentialism of this all. Mm-hmm. It goes so deep. It's like the 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 dilemma. It's like, do I want to be loyal to my to my best friend essentially in my family, or do I want to be admired forever in this like as like Chinese or Japanese museum? It's like that's actually yeah. like a really smart dilemma that like makes you think throughout the movie. Like, what would I do if I yeah. was woody or what if i was yeah. faced with a similar situation in my own life it's yeah well and like jumping said, ahead it, it does seem like a like the movie really makes it feel like a an option of real value and like a real like an, a, an intelligent other move um for him and then kind of mm-hmm. buzz kind of drops it on his head and just remind you know reminds him later that like it's just more meaningful always to like even though that has an end date to like just to be with Andy because that's like what his purpose is and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, just the whole, that whole journey, uh, character journey with Woody to me is like what makes this movie like a masterpiece and how emotionally potent uh, it is. So anyways, so, the toys. Left off. Yes. The toys are on the street and they are using bushes, bu- buzz in the, the Saving Private Woody gang are uh, all out on the street and running between, uh, like, <laughs> across the sidewalk, uh, in be- like past houses with leaves covering them, make so that no one can see them. And it looks like they've been doing this all night, and like through this process, which you, you can imagine takes a while. And um, Buzz is like, "All right, guys, two blocks down, only like yeah. night." What does he say? Like nineteen or something like that. Nineteen more to go. Yeah, something absurd, absurdly yeah, and long. The, <laughs> and they've clear, they've clearly been at it all day. <laughs> yeah, takes them a while to cross cross a block. Yeah. Potato head goes like nineteen or something like that. <laughs> Don Rickles. <laughs> Pretty funny that toys have fatigue even. Like yeah, a right. plastic toy. They're like, uh, <laughs> Mr. Potato Head sweating. <laughs> yeah, they're very human issues. Yeah. And so then Buzz gives this uh, speech, which is then, <laughs> this made me laugh a lot, where the American flag and the uh, 
the uh, I don't know patriotic music comes and buzz like we will not stop until he's back in Andy's room. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Uncle Sam speech. It's so yeah, funny. It's for, yeah, they 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 you could tell that this movie's like aware of just like spoofing things multiple times. It does, um, yeah. And it, but it does it, it does it in like a smart way. It's not like uh, like I just watched you know just watched like Hobbs and Shaw again, and they a joke in that movie is. Uh, that they say a sport they say a plot point from game of thrones so they say it's like irrelevant as that's a relevant thing so it's a joke just because you say something that's culturally relevant doesn't make it a joke you know what i mean it has to be like this movie does it in the framing of like plot and like entered you know and story and uh, it it also just does it very uh in a you know this movie's just very very smart smarter than hobbs and shaw (laughs) So you could tell, uh, like the the writers and directors, like you said before, with the the outtake joke, like with the with the sticks and all the just yeah. sort of like the camera moves. Like you could tell they're like just big fans of film, like yeah, the West, movies, the Western sure. element of this movie, the Star yeah. Wars, the war. There's a ton of references that are just like you said, just really subtle. So yeah, yeah, you can laugh without um, feeling bad about it. Like, and I, I like, like how. Um. I like how in that mo- bu- moment of Bud Buzz's speech, uh, his it, it, like it, it seems you know you, I could make an argument that it's satirical just by doing that, but I think it definitely becomes satirical when it uh, it dissolves into being Al's TV, and yeah. he's on the couch asleep during it, like with all this all these cheese puffs. The Cheeto sequence, yeah, always stuck out as a kid. Really yeah. dense. Yeah. Really when Woody it. has to jump, like hop around like a million cheese puffs in the way that just how it's Cheeto an obstacle field. on the ground. Exactly. Yeah, field, yeah. Yeah. And, and just by stepping on one, like when Bullseye Shh. steps on one, it just he's like, be quiet. And just that image of like his cheesy fingers is always. It's Since so 1999, yeah. it's stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like an insanely innovative animation for the time, even just the Cheeto dust that you know, you know so well from eating Cheetos. It's yeah, yeah. One of the many but, brilliant animations. But we missed this earlier. Uh, it's because uh, it's because Woody's arm has fallen off now. So Woody's yes. arm is now off. Al has it in his chest pocket his shirt pocket, which is why Woody's head needs to get across this, yeah. uh, the Cheetos minefield. Uh, and it kind of just falls off because of Al's uh, just being clumsy. He kind of just pulls Woody out of his uh, like display case. He's and too excited, yeah. Yeah, 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 he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like printing my own money. That's later. But, you know, that's kind of, he's always saying something like that. Like, very manic. You are going to make me book, book, books. <laughs> so then someone well, okay, turns on the TV. Someone that turns TV on turns the TV. On, yeah. And uh, uh, Woody thinks it's Jesse and they get in a big fight. If the um, boot fits. Yeah, yeah, if the boot fits. Um, the boot fits, you must acquit. Yeah. And then as like the prospector falls down in his box, it kind of stops the fight. So they have to like because they have to pick they have to yeah, because they have to pick him up like he's just this uh like he's a handicapped old man yeah, in right. this box, you know. Um 
And uh, like then he says, don't worry, Woody, about the TV. Like tomorrow the cleaner will come and you'll he'll fix you up. And then Woody's like, then then I'm out of there and out out of here. And And I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jesse is still mad about that, Um, which I think then brings us back to our little gang um, led by Buzz as they are finally reached Al's toy barn. But they got to like. The problem is they got to cross like I think, you know, a, I don't know, like a four to six lane road that's mm-hmm. really busy. It's like um, Michigan Avenue in Chicago, basically. Sure, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, and and, and this uh, this sequence, I just I just got such a kick out of this cone scene. Yeah. Um, and yet how, another like creative, innovative way yeah. to just how are toys gonna get across the road yeah Yeah. and the way human beings like how they flee the coat all the cars just like just spin around the second no matter what shape the cones are they're just they're like i don't know and it's and the, the toys are like they don't know this world but like they just know enough that like the cones will protect them if they go into the street but they end up causing this massive just like mess in the road um, as Bust is like, drop! I said drop! <laughs> yeah, they keep going. <laughs> Slinky has like two cones. Yeah, yeah. Really cones. Like, and Goal! the cars just like perfectly miss each cone yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. The potato um, head man gets trapped. And yeah, he always like breath. barely get. Yeah, you like, always hold your breath. No, yeah. Like a disaster <laughs> movie all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, and, and then at the end, they they take all their cones off once they make the other street side of the street. A traffic jam is that just, was easy. <laughs> and Buzz is, Buzz is Buzz is like, all right, guys, we're one step closer to Woody. <laughs> like they just have no idea what yeah. uh, how they're effect, affecting the world is. It's just yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Then they go yeah. to Al's, right? They go into Al's. We cut between like Al's and like the cleaner. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is like a, this is a good. We're getting to the rising action like peak point of the movie here. Cleaner shows up because this is like yeah the next day after the whole Cheeto. Yep. They finally yep. got there, and, and then... he has his old little setup, which once again animation makes this setup the attention to detail of the setup. All his little drawers, all the little things that pop out. Um, it's just it's yeah it sticks in every child's mind forever and just how dedicated this guy is to uh keeping toys like collectible toys at top notch potency um which is another level of uh of just you know a thing you know for for woody of just the celebrity you know an enticing thing of being able to like be cleaned like that and look great and um, have his arm fixed and not be destroyed by a kid, you know. Um, There's so much like going on. His yeah. boots. There's so much and, going on emotionally too, with mm-hmm. like in that scene because it's kind of, if you think of it in like a meta way, it's kind of, it's they're they're kind of saying that animation is because he says like you can't rush art, and at the time like animated movies are being rushed out because like they want to make yeah. a buck, buck, bucks. And then, like, that whole sequence is kind of like, fuck you, we need to take our time, and we're going to produce something as good as Toy Story 2. Yeah. Kind of what that scene means to me. In That's addition to all that stuff you said about, about like, Woody, it's, like, this polished 
like sequence is kind of like representing what what the type of treatment he'll get if he's yeah you know yeah so much going on that's like probably one of the best scenes in the movie if not in any pixar movie yeah i would say and and it's also about like him being treated delicately like you know a celebrity and being uh coddled like later he says he they say he's only for he's for display only like yeah you know that's it you know what i mean like uh he's a property now you know he's worth something so it's like you know we're just seeing woody is a totally different thing than what he's been um as as a purely superficial thing uh pretty much um and and like i said that see that sequence is um the scene is one of the probably the best things pixar has done and we're probably one of the best uh anime animation uh montages there's been yeah and uh it's beautiful and like off-putting at the same time like as a kid it was kind of like you didn't know what exactly you were, you were watching but you were intrigued and now it's just like damn like so beautifully animated and so meaningful to everything we've been saying and score from a score standpoint like yeah. that is one of the best just is that randy newman yeah, yeah he, he did. does all of it yeah all the music yeah i mean too. like that for him is like i need i definitely i am one of the first i i'm the first to admit that i am so behind on randy newman's uh <laughs> discography and i know he has so much just classic stuff that's genius and funny and great that i haven't heard but for my palette of what i've heard of Rand, heard randy newman do like that moment for me is just just it's got to be one of my favorites uh for him at least in a from a scoring movie standpoint oh yeah, yeah. so good yeah randy newman is just perfectly uh fitting for for this whole series yeah, like he does that, and he does the Woody's Roundup uh, theme probably in this movie too. Like, Definitely. yeah, just the versatility across the score mm-hmm. too is just yeah amazing. Definitely more um, um, more versatile than the first too. Yeah, which yeah, really just right. has those three songs. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know Strange he did things the, are happening? Yeah, the he did the uh, score for Marriage Story in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a I really mean, fucking underrated score, I'd say. Oh, so good, yeah. It may it gives definitely brings the the Toy Story vibes to a uh, very a very yeah. different movie, yeah. Yeah, he's contractually obliged to do all movies that have story in the title. <laughs> yeah, <That's> true. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so, then from so, there, they finally get into. We're in the toy barn, and uh, yeah, they're being escorted by tour guide Barbie around. Um, She's so cool. And and the potato head's like, I'm in a a marriage, I'm in a marriage, I'm in a marriage. (laughs) Like, it's a paranoid way. Like, he has that that sleazy instinct to, like, like he's cheated before. You know what I mean? Like, you could, you like, like, it's his vice or something like that. It's like, oh, I've been around a Barbie before. I know how this goes. Uh, Can't fall back um, into that. Yeah, yeah. but then ha- Ham like slides in. He's like, make your way for the single folks. <laughs> the single folks. Um, yeah, and then she just kind of gives them a tour of each aisle. And I think, does Buzz get separated? Or do they yeah. split up? I he think falls they kind of split right? up. 
because they were like oh yeah yeah maybe that's it because they took the car around and then stumbled upon the all the barbies but and then buzz gets into the buzz aisle where he's uh attacked by uh yeah a fellow buzz who is <laughs> yeah the same buzz who we met in the original toy story in the beginning who is totally delusional pretty much yeah yeah thinks he's a space well, and even more so because he has a bunch of buzzes around him so he feels like he leads this whole army <laughs> of yeah. buzz light years um and i i love this set piece um moment a lot when buzz is just surrounded by all the boxes of him uh it's just just really cool and memorable and provides for just a a great humor and irony of like you know us and and familiarity of us having dealt with delusional buzz before and the heightened version of what buzz is you know it's the mm-hmm. same like establishing shot of Buzz as the first movie where it just kind of pans yeah. up. His yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And you, it kind of clicks in your brain like, oh man, we're going to go through the same. Yeah, it's him seeing original. himself. Yeah. It's like Buzz on Buzz though. And that's where like, holy, this movie just on every level is so smart and how the characters sort of just kind of subvert the first movie. Right. That's, that's just such, such a fun spin. And, and later when when the when they uh the gang can't tell that this buzz is different it's because like well they're they it really doesn't click for them you know the different you know they're like oh there's something wrong with uh buzz is acting a little weird remind me to to close his helmet later or something yeah, like, like that yeah. you know like turn him but off it, or something. it's not like an obvious like the, oh wow a complete character change because of um their so it, it plays on kind of their view of buzz you know yeah. and what they've dealt with in the past yeah they think he's just kind of like reverting back to <laughs> yeah old, like old oh ways. yeah he does he does that sometimes he's buzz yeah. you know <laughs> yeah but from our standpoint when they follow a buzz up out to al's apartment uh the the other when they follow the other buzz up it, it like we're seeing it as like wow completely different guy like it's he's still leading the team but from a complete like you know yeah. delusional standpoint you know like yeah. like like when he uses his gravity belt and it's the elevator and then they're like all they're hurt because he dropped them onto the elevator and he's like he sees that they're like hurt and groan he's like don't worry the anti-gravity formula will wear off shortly <laughs> that's where it starts to intersect with rex's storyline too because he's like i know how to defeat zerg yeah he the whole time in al's he's reading (laughs) he's reading that book he's like and he says i forget what he says exactly he's like they make it that you have to get this book in order to defeat zerg it's like i don't know i forget what word he uses it's not conspiracy but he basically says like it's a conspiracy or something like or it's corrupt or something it's corrupt like the consumer or something like that yeah something like that yeah Um, funnel more money into the buzz lightyear like corporation yeah and i think disney would definitely do yeah it's like that's what i was gonna say it's like exactly like disney man the balls on this movie sometimes um 
So we need to get back to the apartment because a lot happens in Al's apartment while we're at Al's. Um, and before the gang gets to Al's, because first Woody's about to leave, then he decides to make amends with Jesse, which is where we get uh, the tear jerker Mont sequence where that Greatest uh, scene of all time pick, that like Pixar has tried to do again and again, like an up and multiple, you know, multiple things, but it, it all, I think at least it, for me, it all comes back to this uh, scene, which is the, you know, of course, when the, she loved me, the, when she loved me uh, montage, which shows Jesse's past with her owner, uh, um, Emily, Emily. Um, yeah. I mean, this is like, not only like is it impossible not to cry during this, but it's also just a just a masterpiece of storytelling, uh, for sure. And uh, probably the moment that if I had to pick a part of this movie that is like uh, not maybe not my favorite, but just definitely what uh, sticks with me emotionally. You know, if I'm getting real serious, you know, if I'm getting real taking this movie all real seriously, it's all about that moment. You I know? think when you, you think of Toy Story too, like if you haven't seen it, say in like a few years, like probably all of us, it's like that scene it is one of the first things you think about usually, just like the way it made you feel the song the imagery yep. the fact that you never see like emily's face you're just always on jesse's face as it's slowly like getting more sour and sad it's just like you said it's just it's masterful storytelling right no, no dialogue spoken just music and yeah, yeah. editing it's just like, holy shit <laughs> brief little montage with sarah mclaughlin music and you totally get jesse's character and and what's driving her to be this desperate to yeah yeah to all the anger Woody. yeah it's just all that the anger little, that little montage does, does it all yeah and and i'm just like picturing like like we said at the end of the movie barbie is greedy telling everyone you know all right goodbye now i'm just picturing everyone sharing this like incredibly uh sad but beautiful montage together in a theater like and how just powerful that um you know must have felt I, i'm get i'm just getting into a lot of nostalgia for theaters because i feel like we don't go anymore as a, as a society because yeah. of all this shit you know we live in a society <laughs> yeah because we live in a society <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely yeah i yeah just talking about this it's just getting me like i can i can picture leaving the theater after this movie it's very distinct yeah yeah and just picture everyone like you know you're everyone's tearing up during this montage and having the same feet childhood feelings and you know uh yeah Oof. um so, so after well. that <laughs> after that woody decides to stay because <laughs> yeah, the right, story yeah. is fucking depressing yeah and he's like oh whoa i don't want to be in a box for 40 years or whatever however long jesse was in there um it's probably not 40 years but i, I as we get to later the prospector has really been confined for a while um so what he really <laughs> yeah hundred years who knows yeah he's like what what that one character who uh who's institutionalized in the shawshank redemption yeah he's morgan freeman yeah or uh, well, the, no, the, not morgan well, freeman, the uh, other one the, the librarian, librarian guy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> brooks. that's uh, the, yeah he's brooks, brooks yeah, yeah, yep. yeah um 
so I, you know, Woody's finally like embracing this all, and then uh, Buzz and the gang are uh, the, the Buzz, the other Buzz and the gang are coming up the elevator while the other Buzz kind of follows him. But before that, we kind of uh, when Buzz does, does that cool exit out 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 of Al's, he knocks over a Zerg box, and Zerg rises out of the box, and it is so much. He is so much like Darth Vader and so like the movie is also so aware of how much like Darth Vader he is that I just I love it. I love Zerg in this movie and uh, how how he like and how you look through his I mean, it's a cool ass toy, too. You get to look through his little eye hole and it's got the scope back of his head. That's Yeah. yeah, so cool. And then you see Buzz running down the street um and he's like oh and it's like destroy buzz lightyear over and over again he just starts following him it's just ah i love that moment yeah and then leads to the great uh so they're they're finally getting up the elevator shaft and it's like a great great movie moment because there's so many movies where like people are going through you know some like some vent or something but here yeah use and expertly with like these toys it's there's that scene where like the other buzz thinks that the walls are closing in and he starts yeah. raising potato head against yeah. the <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, uh, and then he and rex like no it's it's the elevator guys <laughs> and um then late, later is the big moment where they finally they finally find where uh what he is in the vents um and they're like tickling Woody, and 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 Potato Potato Head's like they're torturing him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great um, too. You can't see can't see what they're doing, so it looks like they're torturing them. Yeah, and then it's the use your headline, uh, which I remember seeing in the trailers as a kid. You know, it was like I can't, and I couldn't wait for that moment. <laughs> as like they chase, as they just thrust him into the. From a, have a, like a running start into the vent. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to use my head. They played that <laughs> clip a lot, like an oh yeah, and everything. It's yeah, yeah. And then two. like <laughs> Woody and the the Roundup gang, whatever. They finally have the moment where they're embracing each other, and then yeah. they're and then just infiltrated, boosh, by busted, <laughs> busted. Yeah. yeah, and they do this, and the way the gang does it is so like. It's like so organized. Like they just grab everyone. Yeah, <laughs> like, like a SWAT team or something. Yeah, they're like, and they're like, "All right, get Woody, get out of here." Yeah, and then you have like Bullseye and Slinky Dog going at it. And yeah, 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 it's like a gang fight. Yeah, and yeah. then Woody's like, "No, they're my friends," and it's like, "Yeah, that's right, we're your friends." And yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rex's <laughs> like, "That's right, we're his friends." Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and. uh and then I guess yeah, that's when that's when they get into the just you know explaining what's going on, and then the real buzz right. enters. The real buzz comes in, and once like it, you know, he raises his foot up, like the other buzz is kind of out of the picture. You know, the whole he like knows his place, and he's like, yeah, I'm not part of this. Like, I mean, who knows what's in his <laughs> in his head? And Buzz um, even goes like does the the thing with his helmet, like he opens his helmet, call back to. Back. Toy Story One when Woody does that and he thinks that he's like 
he's like oh yeah he yeah, thinks that yeah. he's dying because he's yeah yeah he like suffocates right? he yeah. suffocates him and uh then he pu- puts his foot up and shows his uh the andy uh the andy uh, on the foot. bottom of his sh- shoe yeah um and and then how much he how like far he's come because you see like the juxtaposition yeah. of those two guys and, yeah. like he does the same helmet thing and buzz he gives like a similar look that Woody gave in the first movie where it's just kind of like yeah. it's pity and like he's like this fucking guy right now. <laughs> it's like it's Yeah, he's so, like yeah. rolling, he's rolling his eyes. Yeah, a great yeah. buzz moment, really great buzz moment. Um and then he gives and there's an even arguably a better buzz moment after when he's just he just gives him the you are a toy, yeah, that, you know. That too, um, yeah. Man. Yeah, and we kind of really realize why, you know, that Woody's uh, kind of in over his head about and uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, just making a mistake and giving up uh, on on Andy. And and then like that's just followed up perfectly by uh, like a 50s like uh, puppet Woody singing. You've got a friend in yeah. me. Uh, and it oh, yeah. like. Reminds him of everything, and then he decides he's gonna go. Um, the pr- but then the prospect. We find out the prospector is a guy who gets out of his box and, in order to get what he wants, uh, because he's insane and he's been in confinement <laughs> for his entire life. <laughs> yeah. So he's like waiting for his one moment to have something of value. Um, like, and I think real quickly that um that part of his character is just explained like as a kid i thought this prospector is insane but like watching it yesterday i definitely like i i was like oh i understand why he's mad and like why he wants what he wants you know why he's evil yeah yeah exactly everything is everything is justified to an extent with, with the rest of the roundup gang uh, it is it's done so well that toy story 3 like copies the exact same villain motivation in the third mm-hmm. movie, pretty much they just go deeper for sure yeah, but it's for such sure. like in toy story 2 it's like again it's done very subtly and just kind of just very character based and it's not over the top and overly dark like toy story 3 tends to be it just it just hits the perfect line yeah mm-hmm. thinky pete isn't overly evil you sympathize with him to a point and uh yeah he's a piece of shit though in the end <laughs> yeah glad what happens then he yeah he locks up the or tightens the screws on the the yep. vent oh yeah prevents him from from joining them and then the rest of the gang goes through to to meet zerg in the elevator yeah. shaft yeah um, and I feel I don't even remember like the it's such an epic moment where Zerg and Buzz the the Buzz Lightyear uh, belt Buzz Lightyear fight that I don't even know what the rest of the toys are doing but they're just like kind of there in the middle of this like epic moment <laughs> and what then they 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 uh, do an Empire Strikes Back moment because I feel like they felt they had to because of uh, uh, just I don't know like what they were making, like what Zerg, what Zerg is like the location, the whole, that whole playing on the whole finality of a big fight and just everything. And, uh, buzz giving up. I just felt like they had to write it in and it it could be such a corny, um, stupid thing that like people would roll their eyes at. But I think it's just, 
I don't know. Just the fact that it's a quick like spoof of it's Empire. Really yeah, I think yeah. it's hilarious. It's just hilarious. I think it works so well um, it, because it doesn't matter. You know, it's not like improvisation bullshit, like in comedy nowadays where it takes forever. It's just like one quick, like I'm your father. And then no, as buzzed as they continue <laughs> to go down the elevator, it's just hilarious. And then he like decides to stay with Zerg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to play catch with my. You're such a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that is such a great moment. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good one, son. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's oh. bizarre, but it's like actually really sweet at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You're, like, you're yeah. just like that's just great. <laughs> and then, uh, like when I saw that yesterday, I was like, "All right, that's where we leave off with that buzz. That's what he does now." Yeah, <laughs> a Perfect fitting way, way to like, yeah, yeah, to, like, sort of get rid of his character from the from the story. Yeah, really smart. Like you said, like they're so good at at these spoofs. So much better than Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Um, and then we get a another moment with Pizza Planet, uh, yes. that Pizza Planet uh, truck, uh, and and like we said, you know, with the cones and I don't know, just what the working as a team thing and what that uh, how that works at, from a toy's point of view and how they all have to work together just to drive this car um, makes just like trying to follow Al in to the airport just such a like crazy ch- chase scene um because from inside the car we just see how intricate it is for the, all these toys to operate a car yeah it's like yeah. every variable of a car chase like usually it's just like the human and the car and like then whatever they're chasing and this is like the gas pedal the steering wheel the window like the every single part of the car is like integral to the car chase. Yep. It's like, yeah. that's why it's so visceral and so intense and also so f- it's hilarious too. Yeah. Like the aliens yeah. are there. Like the aliens from the first movie and the claw machine are back. You're like, <laughs> it's just good old fashioned toy story magic really. And that whole, really yeah. the whole final act. It's just yeah. nonstop. Yep. And then uh, we get to the airport. They get into the luggage, uh, uh, big luggage room that where luggages go uh, the luggage uh, I don't know facility whatever that's distributing to the luggage to all the different planes with a bunch of ramps going in different directions and all they really know is that it's a green bag and so they see yeah. two <laughs> and the two groups go to find one split off uh, yeah. yeah so they it's, it becomes this cool chase scene in this uh luggage room which um this kind of this set kind of reminds me of um this set piece kind of reminds me of like the doors and monsters inc or something I was just gonna like say that, that you know yeah, yeah just a bunch of door yeah it's just i don't know like, like even though that yeah yeah even though that that was like a the door room is like a fake thing in monsters inc and more imaginative like the way that this is all that a room like this which is a real thing i'm sure in airports the way it's framed from a toy's perspective turns it into this, yeah, like this disorienting, insane place that you couldn't believe is actually real, but like it just is. Huge. Yeah, yeah. The Monsters Inc. You reminded me how that's like it really took inspiration from Toy Story two, and kind of ups it, and it's just like that sequence. I remember is like really long. Remember when they're kind of going after her? Oh dog. yeah, 
Yeah, yeah that's a great like, scene. And you got to like puzzle yeah. it together as it goes. Yeah, that's a really good scene. Um, so then the toys, they defined what they reach one bag and it's like camera equipment. And yes, Ham's flashes, like, Ham, yeah. Ham's like, nice flash nice. though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Buzz reaches the bag and then there's a fight, big fight scene with the prospector and Woody's like, don't do that to my friend. <laughs> yeah, they're throwing like punches and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and the prospector's like gonna like willing to tear him apart with like his pickaxe. Like he, he almost cuts his arm yeah. off again and is about to like basically kill him and then the brutal the get the gang saves woody with the flash that they find in the bags Mm -hmm. and uh then they send the prospector off to a new owner who is a artist yeah yeah an artist artist. yeah Yeah, great like creepy moment when the barbie doll yeah yeah yeah, it is it it is creepy it's for sure (laughs) creepy and the prospector's like oh no or something like that (laughs) Yeah, Jesse then gets still. She's still stuck. Jesse, they're too late on getting Jesse out of the bag, um, so she flies down into uh, a pile of bags, which are being put into one of those uh, I don't know, just bag pickup truck things with those platforms over on top of it. The ones that were bag like this is also carriers. another thing where yeah, whatever it is, this is another thing that sucker a sucker for like me as a kid because. When you're a kid, I loved every single vehicle that is at an airport, um, especially the ones that carry the bags, like the big bag trolleys. I thought they were so cool, and that's what they end up chasing in this movie to go after Jesse. Um, like they on Bullseye, like Woody and Buzz ride Bullseye after Jesse. Uh, and the, like last time, they're chasing a movie van. Now they're chasing a plane. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the stakes have been raised. Yeah. Yes. I also it's pretty love. Nuts. I didn't notice this until this viewing of it, but it's very much uh, like an homage to uh, a western, where instead of being like a train that Woody is like, you know, yes. like Indiana Jones yeah. Last Crusade, like uh-huh. they're running across the yeah. top of the train cars. Like this is, uh, you know, the toys version of that is Woody's running across the top of the the train to train. Yeah. Uh, get to Jesse jumping yeah. from it's it's very Red Dead like jumping from Bullseye yeah. onto the train yeah yeah this is where I, Woody gets his like wish fulfillment as the the hero of his own yeah, story he's, he's living like, out an episode basically music kind of kicks yep. in he yeah. has to sort of catch a damsel in distress and then that's sort of that's where the whole movie kind of rears its head is like he will have adventures that are as exciting if not more if not more exciting than being loved because yeah he's he always he's gets living up to out it. he's living out an episode as he does he yells ride like the wind bullseye as if yeah. as if he's with the confidence that he's an actual cowboy in the episode and i love how he's as he says that and he's you know getting closer to the plane like buzz goes like Move it, bullseye! Yeah, <laughs> you know, just like, like how out of, like, you know, just how out of place buzzes in saying that, you know, but like how confident, you know, Tim Allen sounds. It's just hilarious. I don't know. It was for some reason just the him saying that um, really just makes me laugh a lot. It's made me laugh for years. This is quite the uh, adventure that they that they've gone on. That they're literally at an airport. Like, there's been plenty of. Like it, it's almost like you know, tenant, like tenet <laughs> oh, at the yeah. airport, 
yeah, I can, Jack can imagine if they, if they crash, if they crash the plane and Woody <laughs> has to go in reverse back to Jesse. And <laughs> yeah. So they end up, her, Woody and Jesse end up uh, kind of walking onto the wheel, which is still like such a crazy thing to do. Um, and they end up just, they end up swinging, uh, swinging back as the plane's about to take off, back, like whipping back, hoping that they land on uh, Bullseye and Buzz on the horse. Because Buzz, like you kind of forget what he gets on the plane, I think. And then you kind of forget that Buzz is, you know, still following, you know, loyal Buzz, good old Buzz is following the plane the whole way, you know, as he mm -hmm. catches Woody's hat, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. It's like uh, straight out of like Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. Yeah. This whole, a lot of the action in this movie, I feel like is Spielberg inspired, like these really awe inspiring, just well yeah. action sequences. Like feel like a lot of like Indiana Jones or definitely this 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 uh this plane thing feels Indiana Jones. Yep. Yeah. And so then they land back on the horse and it's finally we get to breathe. Um like it, it kind of gives you that vibe. Like you can breathe, then the plane almost like lands back on them, they get spooked again and they're like, all right, and then it's a perfect let's go home <laughs> from Woody. Like <laughs> yeah, enough yeah. enough adventure. Nice, yeah. After all that build up, and they have the nice, just like comic relief after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and, and then uh, they wrap it up back at Andy's house. Yeah, Andy. Andy's learned, I guess, how to sew at cowboy camp. He now he fixed Woody. Uh, this always <laughs> went over my head as a kid. I was always really confused. I was like, "What do you mean, Andy fixed Woody? <laughs> like Andy can't <laughs> fix Woody?" But Al had to bring in a professional, like to right. To that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> And What's also we find Weezy. out Wheezy's yeah, Weezy's yeah Weezy prepared. Weezy ends it with like a little concert of the whole group together and it's really awesome and uh it's like a Frank and, Sinatra uh, thing. He's kind yeah, of he has yeah. a bow tie, it's like really classy. Yeah, he's got ladies behind him, you know. Fucking great. Yeah, great. and then we get to those outtakes. Uh we get to those amazing oh, outtakes. Right. Which uh oh, yeah. shoot it. They shoot it. It's like they're filming an actual movie. Like they, they're they're like, all right, action. You know, like now we're shooting the buzz walking into the aisle, the buzz aisle scene. You know, and uh, like they just can't stop laughing during the take for <laughs> for yeah. some reason. For, they make it Woody like the goofball of the set. You know, he's like pranking Buzz all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ha ha ha! Hey hey, what's so funny? what's everyone laughing at yeah yeah he takes the binoculars off and he's got the yeah those are genuinely just like obviously they're not real bloopers but still super funny yeah they yeah. had to make and animate bloopers it probably took forever but it was so worth it because it's just yeah. great laughs to cap off such a great yeah. movie too a great touch yeah yeah, yeah and i i miss the time when movies used to have bloopers in the credits mm -hmm. Yeah, it, especially if it's experience. a if it's a perfect movie, it's just it's a great way to end it. You get little goofy bloopers that are, especially in this case, like the fact that they're not real just adds. You know, it's it's almost just like getting more movie. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's well, uh, Toy Story two. Um, Toy Story two. It seems like we all love it a lot, and uh, I'm happy we got the to best. talk about it. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to search deep and really 
think about where I'm going to put this on my all-time movie canon list because it's definitely up there like with how I was uh, like just the way I was vibing with it last night and how much I laughed and how emotional I got like uh, I'm not going to act like it was a regular movie experience. Thank you.